Hey there. Welcome to Radio Face. As always, my name is Daniel Trinum, and I will be your host. It is truly an honor that you have decided to tune in for today's episode, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed creating it. Before we begin today's episode, I want to let you know that this show is in no way affiliated with the other show that I host, The Third Seat. However, if you'd like to check out The Third Seat, then you can find the information and links for it in the description of today's episode. I think you will really enjoy it as well, so I highly recommend you check it out. Along with this, you can find all other links to my social media accounts, as well as any necessary information for any guests that may join me on the show or myself down in the description of today's episode. With all that being said, I want to thank you again for listening in to today's episode. Now let's jump into the conversation. All right, well, if you had told me, I don't know, at some point in in the past, whether it be 10 years ago, five years ago, whenever, that at some point I would be sitting across the table from my older sister interviewing her for my very own podcast, I would have not believed you. And would just been like, that's, that's never going to happen. Uh, that is, that doesn't make any sense. And I don't know why I would even be doing that. But here we are today. Uh, I am sitting across the table from the one and only formerly Elizabeth Trinum, but now Elizabeth Dupree. Um, and I have the privilege of talking to her and interviewing her today. So Elizabeth, thank you for joining me today and here in sunny South Carolina today. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Uh, so obviously I know you, uh, a lot, you know, a lot of people know you in our personal circle, but for those that are not aware, just tell a little bit about what you do, you know, who you are and, and how you got to where you are today. If yeah. You don't mind. Yeah. So first off, I can definitely agree. If you would have asked me, um, <laughs> kid version of me, if we would have been doing this at some point, I would have definitely laughed and said, that's not going to happen, but yeah. here we are. Here so, we are. Yeah. um, yeah. So, I mean, just kind of general rundown of me, um, currently right now, my role at work, I am the director of strength and conditioning at North Greenville University, which is where I actually went to college, um, played basketball there. Um, after graduation back in 2019, I had a couple other stops along the way, got my master's, um, worked at another school here um, in Greenville. And then about a year ago, last June, ended up taking the position back at North Greenville. Um, so yeah, I mean, that that's kind of my, my job, I guess, in a nutshell. Um, you know, I'm, like I said, living. Greenville, South Carolina, you know that, and here I've got uh, my husband and my dog and just living the dream, so. Yeah. So, you know, neither of us obviously are from, we both grew up in, in Inglewood, Tennessee, the, the big metropolis that it is, <laughs> uh, but what what is it like, I mean, this is only my second time being here in Greenville, like, what is it about Greenville that you you and Sky like, and like so much about it? Like, I, I mean, I like it a lot from what I've seen, but what is it specifically about here that, you know, you all enjoy so much about being around here? Greenville's really cool. So it's interesting because, you know, you mentioned, uh, we come from Inglewood, which for anyone who doesn't know, it's a <laughs> literally two red light town, very, very small. And then Sky, on the other hand, um, he grew up in Dallas. So the exact yeah. opposite. So yeah. Greenville's kind of a happy medium for us because, um, it is a, a bigger city, um, it's growing pretty rapidly, but it has a, a very homey feel to it. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel overwhelming yeah. to him. It, it, there's enough to keep you occupied yeah. and keep you entertained. Um, but yeah, it is, like I said, it, it's growing really, really fast. There's a lot of young people who um, are passionate about what they do. And so that makes it just a, kind of a fun and energizing city to be in. And um, like I said, the big thing for me is it, it, it's a really cool place. It's a beautiful area, but it's not too much. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't feel like you're in the middle of 
the heart of New York City by any means. So yeah. we love it here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so I'm obviously currently living in Chattanooga and I, even though I've only, this is my second time being in Greenville, like I get a lot of the same feelings being here mm-hmm. as I do in Chattanooga. Like that was a big reason why I wanted to go there is it was kind of this happy medium between obviously where we grew up, but you have to think of like a big city like Nashville. That's Nashville's great, but it's, it's a very large right. city. It's the capital of the state. Uh, so no, I, I, I get exactly where you're coming from with that. And I think that. I actually saw just the other day, uh, it was some, like, it was, it was some poll. I couldn't tell you who it was from. So, you know, it's, this may be, uh, false by the time this comes out, but it was some poll <laughs> of like, what are the most optimistic cities in the United States? And like Greenville was up there, like tied for first or it was like second. So I was like, well, they must have something good going for them. So no, yeah, I think you're right. It, it there, it's something like it's one of the, the fastest growing, I don't know what they called it, like mid major city or something yeah, like that yeah. in the nation. So yeah, it's definitely up and coming, which it's a it's a fun part to be a part of. So yeah. no, I, I have I talked to to Abby a lot about it. I'm I'm like you know if we're talking about Chattanooga, I'm like I don't know how I feel about Chattanooga growing. Like not that I'm from there, but I have this attachment to it now. Where yeah. I'm like I want it to grow, but I don't want it to lose like what makes it special. What it is you know? right now? Yeah, yeah. So it's like I don't know. I'm conflicted. Like part of me wants people to be like, yeah, Chattanooga is this great place. Let's go move there. But at the same time, like this is it's my want, Chattanooga, yeah, not it's yours. Like, it's mine. I don't want you to take away what makes it special. So I don't know. It's a, Maybe a little bit, a little bit I selfish, can agree. but, yep. uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's whatever. So, um, but yeah, so the main thing, like I said, we were talking a little bit about this prior, but the main thing I want to talk to you about is just your story of how you got to where you're at now. Obviously you said you're working in North Greenville mm-hmm. and you're very early on in your career. Uh, and you know, who knows where this will go for you, but I think it's really cool. You know, a lot of, we, we were, even before this, we were joking about a lot of the things we wanted to do when we were younger. And I always said I wanted to be a roller coaster tester. <laughs> and although I am still in my twenties and I don't know what lies ahead, I really don't think that's going to happen. So, and most people, you know, when they're younger, like, oh, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be, you know, a firefighter or something like that. Uh, but oftentimes it doesn't really pan out, you know, just for what we, we our feelings change or our, what we're good at, it changes. And so, but for you, you pretty much have done what you set out to do. Uh, you know, your goal was always to play professional basketball, which is technically still in the cards. But, uh, you know, the next best thing is pretty much what you're doing now to an extent. So just just what is your what are your feelings on where you're at currently just being so young in your career and just where you're at and and how you got to this point? What are your, your thoughts now that you're at the point that you're at? It's definitely, it, it's a little surreal because yeah. yeah, it has, things have played out in a really cool way. I mean, like you said, yeah, as a kid, you know, everybody's got big dreams and mine for a long time was professional basketball and that just was not a reality for me and that's okay. But yeah. I went the, through a phase like that as well. Yeah, <laughs> I think every athlete does it mm-hmm. in some capacity, but um, once I kind of came to terms with the fact that the WNBA was not in my future... Um, I knew I wanted to work in sports in some capacity and specifically I knew I wanted to coach. And I guess originally, um, I thought that would be coaching basketball, but I quickly realized that strength and conditioning being in the weight room was really what I was passionate about. Um, and that was just solidified even more when I got to college and, um, had some really, really great strength coaches, got the opportunity to intern, do some things like that. But even at that point, it was it was a dream, but strength and conditioning is a very male dominated industry. Mm -hmm. And it's also kind of a hard industry to get into. It's not just like, you know, there's a job on indeed and you apply for it and there may be 20 spots. It's very limited just because typically you're working with a university or potentially a high school. So you're, you're limited to, you know, 
where the universities and the high schools are. So I say all that to say, um, once I kind of solidified that this is really what I wanted to do, I wasn't totally confident it was going to happen. Um, but I had some really, really great coaches that led me some really great mentors and they gave me some, some entry level positions. Um, I had two internships. The second of those was at Furman university. Um, and that really opened up some doors for me. Um, after I was at, I was at Furman as an intern when I was a senior in college. Um, and from there I went to Lenore Ryan university where I was given my first, I guess, paid position, if you want to call it that in this field. Um, kind of the, the typical hierarchy, how you move along in this field is intern to graduate assistant. So you're paid by your tuition, maybe a small stipend and that's about it. And you're working long hours. Um, so that, that was what the first year looked like for me. It was very busy, but I I learned a ton during that time. And I'm, I'm extremely grateful to, you know, I've had that opportunity and, um, been able to work there. And, and that was actually the year that, uh, the coronavirus shut everything down. That so my, year, yeah, yeah. That so, wonderful time. so I graduated college just before all that mess. And then, yeah, my first year of coaching that spring was when everything shut down. And so I didn't really know at that point what that was going to look like because I wasn't in a full-time job position. Um, it was a graduate assistantship, like I said, and, and you can't coach people if yeah. you're not there with there. them. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. wasn't really a whole lot for me to do. Yeah. Um, but during that time, a position actually came open back at Furman. Um, that was a step up from what I had been previously been doing. So we moved from North Carolina back to Greenville that summer. Um, I started working at Furman in June and was there for right about a year was coaching at the time. Um, softball, women's golf, women's tennis. And then again, about a year's time frame came open or came around and the director of strength and conditioning job came open at North Greenville. And I'll be completely honest with you. When this job came open, first of all, I wasn't going to apply for it because I remember, I remember this, that when this it, all went down. Yeah, I, it came open and I, I was just kind of like, oh, that's cool. You yeah. know, I'm sure someone great yeah. will get that Hopefully, job, but well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it it's very unheard of one for, I mean, I'm right here in year three of coaching. I'm currently 24, about to be 25. And it's very unheard of for anyone really under like 30 to get a director position and especially so for a female. And so I rid like wrote off the opportunity before it even really had happened. Yeah. And, um, the coach who was my boss at the time, coach Bernardi, he basically said, you know, you really, you need to apply for this. Even if nothing else comes of it, you know, it'd be a great opportunity to, to interview and kind of go through that process. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I really went into this whole thing thinking like, there's no chance. Yeah. Like I, I'm just going to well do this it. for like, the experience. Yeah. 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 And when interviewed and walked out of the interview feeling very overwhelmed and confused because I knew I had just crushed it. And I was like, I think I might've gotten this job. Did I just just walk into a job that I didn't even know I wanted? Yeah. So then it was just, you know, kind of emotions and feelings all over the place. Didn't feel like I was ready for it, but also just not really sure what the next step was. And then they, they obviously ended up offering me the position and, obviously I ended up taking it. Um, so now this upcoming June, this summer will be a year now that I've been there. 
And it has been an incredible experience. I mean, again, I am very much not the norm for this position. It's typically a, an older male, um, someone who's got a lot of football experience, and I don't fit into any of those categories. Yeah. You, mean, uh, you played football before? <laughs> no, no, not not something. I tried when I was a kid, and mom wouldn't let me do that. Yeah. So uh, I did too. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to play either, though. It wasn't wasn't really my speed. Yeah. yeah. So so it's just. It's been an interesting experience because I'm very much not what people would expect. Um, But that has given me a cool opportunity to, number one, kind of become a role model in a new way for female athletes underneath me and male athletes too, but especially the female athletes under me. Um, And it's also on a personal level given me an opportunity to really kind of come into myself in a sense, push me outside outside of my comfort zone um, and given me just new opportunities to grow. And the coolest part about it all is that, like I said, I'm, I'm back at my alma mater yeah. where not only I played basketball and went to school, but where this whole passion started in the first place. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's really full circle. I mean, my I started out, you know, as a, a work study, literally yeah. just collecting data and yeah. doing laundry. And now here I am in, yeah. in the, the top role. So it, it's been really cool just having the opportunity to, to be able to give back and pour into a program in a school that that really gave me a lot. Yeah. Well, I think it's the the whole story of it is really cool cuz I remember your going into your freshman year, I guess I was a sophomore in high school at the time or going to be a sophomore something like that. I remember your freshman year, like there was a lot of uncertainty cuz obviously we're not from this area, you know, we had never heard of this school up until this point. Um, and then correct me if I'm wrong, but like through, I remember your freshman into sophomore year, there was a lot of, like a lot of thoughts of like, do I even want to be here anymore? Like it was not a great time for you. I remember that at that point, there was a lot of bumps in the road. We're not going to go over all those bumps in the road <laughs> at this moment. But the point of me saying that is, you know, just like how we were talking before this, how like, oh, I would have never thought I'd be sitting across the table interviewing you. Like if you had told freshman sophomore in college version of yourself that hey if you'll just stick this out you're going to be coaching here in four or five six years you'd have probably <laughs> i would imagine you'd probably be like no first off i don't want to be here second off no they're not going to hire like that's the the odds of that happening or just the foresight to be able to know something like that is going to come in your future is incredibly rare because we don't know what's ahead of us we don't you know i always tell people like part of my job now is is to do like interview people and do podcasts. And if you had told me a year and a half ago, whenever I was working at Target in the middle of the day, pushing carts outside that, Hey, don't worry. Like if you stick this out, you're going to be doing something you enjoy doing a lot more. I've been like, you're, you're, you're lying. Like, don't, don't, don't feed me that, you know? So it's, I think it's cool how if we look back on our lives, it's, it's never like a straight, like A to B to C to D it's like all over the place, ups and downs, bumps in the roads. But it, we oftentimes end up in places that we didn't even realize, realize we wanted to be in, in the first place. We, we, we didn't realize we needed it, but that's what we actually needed. Uh, and I think it's really funny how when you when you applied for this position, you were thinking, okay, they're probably not going to give it to me. I'll just do it. It'll be a good interview experience, you know, whatever. And then you walk out thinking, oh, wait, did I just, did I just get that? Yeah. Did I just get that job? Like, is that, did that just happen? It's, it's such a, I've had a few moments like that in my own life and it's, it's such like a, you, you think there's going to be like, you know, Ashton Kutcher jump out and be like, pranked. You're just kidding. Not actually yep. like, but it's, it's real, you know, it's, it's so strange. And, um, something you had mentioned, and I I was trying to pull it up here, but I couldn't, couldn't get to pull up. Uh, I was looking before a couple days before this, just the, the demographics on like strength and conditioning coaches in college and, and athletic directors and all the different, uh, positions. 
And I mean, you're exactly right. It's an extremely male dominated field. It was something, you know, depending on the, on the position, it was like 70 to 80% male uh, and the remaining was female. Mm -hmm. And I was a little bit surprised by that. I mean, I I expected there to be just with the history of, of the, of the, of, you know, like the NCAA and everything uh, in years past, I kind of expected that to be the case, but I was a little bit surprised that it's still the case. And so just how, how do you feel like, Honestly, on a personal level, like you're kind of a trailblazer to a degree. Like I know you're not like the head coach at like I don't know like UT Knoxville or the University of Kansas or some major like <laughs> right. huge university, but like like you said, there's not many female coaches really in across the board in whatever, whether it be soccer, football, basketball, strength and conditioning, whatever. Like, does it does it feel weird like kind of almost being like a trailblazer for this to a degree? A little bit, yeah, and and that kind of goes <clears throat> back to what I was saying just with this job in general, putting me in positions um, that are a little bit maybe outside of my comfort zone. Like there've been many times where someone will come into the weight room looking for the director and look right past me. Yeah. Like they, like, they don't, yeah. Or, or they'll ask yeah. me a question like, do you know who can help me with this? And yeah. I'm like that, that would be me. Yeah. I would be the one in charge yeah. here. And your manager hat real yeah. Quick. So like, it, it, it is a little thing. strange yeah. and especially even more so like currently, you know, I'm coaching kids that some of them are just two, three years younger than me and not only coaching them, but I'm, leading the program for everyone. And so it is, it is a little bit of a weird feeling in a sense, but also a a big part of why I wanted to get into this field in the first place is because, like I said, I had not only really great strength coaches when I was an athlete, but one of those in particular was a female and she was coach Kate. She was the first female I had ever seen in this field. And I remember thinking she was just a rock star. And I actually remember telling her, my senior year, um, when I told her I was going to go get an internship in strength and conditioning, she asked me something along the lines of like, well, you know, is this what you want to do long term? Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I want to be you when I grow up. Yeah. Like, that is what I want to yeah. do. Because she was the only female I knew in this field. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know anyone else. And so when I actually got into this field and kind of got my first job, I my mission for myself was I want to be the role model to my female athletes mm-hmm that she was for me. Um, of course, like they're, you know, as a coach, I want to make my athletes stronger and faster and all these things, but to give, even if they don't want to go into strength and conditioning to be able to give my athletes, you know, a picture of like, you can go do something that, that seems hard initially, or you, you may be overlooked or not exactly what is the standard, but that doesn't mean that you can't still go get the job done or go, you know, live your dream or whatever it is. And so, I think it's really cool that on a small scale that I get to be that for my, for all of my athletes, but especially my female athletes. And then, yeah, on a larger scale, I am one of, I don't know this for a fact, but if I had yeah. to guess, I would say I'm probably the youngest director in the NCAA you're, you're right now. in the 90th percentile. Of, yeah. Or, or, you know, the bottom, the, one of the extremes. I'm probably it, you know? the youngest, one of the youngest, if not the youngest. And I would go as far as to say I may be the only female director that's under 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I very much am, like you said, a trailblazer, if you want to call it that. And so, although right now I am in, you know, I'm at a small school that is in Tigerville, South Carolina, which is yeah. no one kind of like Inglewood, you know, yeah. not, not really got a lot going on, yeah. but it, it's still, it's providing me an opportunity to kind of use as a platform to then serve this industry as a whole and show that, Although like, you know, there's, there's awesome male coaches in this field and I've had a lot of really great male coaches, 
females can do the job too and can, and can get it done. And, um, that's something that I'm really passionate about is just being able to, to be a voice for that and show kids underneath me that regardless of what it looks like, like they can go do it too. Um, I tell some athletes like you can do hard things. And, you know, I I think I have an opportunity to be a living example of that, which Mm -hmm. is, which is kind of cool. Well, and and even at that, like not everyone, I'm living proof of this. Not everyone is going to end up being a D1, D2, D, you know, whatever number uh, level athlete. I remember, (laughs) funny story. I remember your freshman year uh, at North Greenville, you were playing at some tournament and it was, the game before you all, it was a, it was a, a male basketball team. Like it was, it wasn't, it was some other school, but it was like, it was a, a men's game. And I remember at the time I was like, I was a freshman in high school or like I was a sophomore. And I was like, you know, I might be able to go to, go to like to myself. I was like, yeah, I've, I've scored like four points in a game once. I think I can probably <laughs> go to college and play basketball. And I walked in there and I saw dudes that were like three inches taller than me, like way stronger than me, just flying up and down the court going. And I was like. I can't do that. I can't do all that stuff. I, yeah. So my, my dreams were put to bed real quick. But, um, you know, there's other ways in anybody's life. Like you can be active and you can exercise and you can, you know, uh, be involved in sports in other ways. And the thing that I always, I see it and I hear it and I, like, I witness it on a daily basis, frankly, is like if you go to any gym, like any commercial gym nowadays, like oftentimes it's going to be like 90% dudes like 90 percent meatheads in there just slinging around weights and doing whatever and you know there'll be like a few girls in you know here and there and that's not because like girls can't do fitness or anything but i think there's this idea that like oh girls aren't allowed to do fitness because this is like a guy's place like yeah. only guys are allowed to do like you know they're the they're the best one at this sport or they're the ones that are the best at you know lifting weights here that and the other and obviously there's differences between the two but i think it's really cool I mean, just the other day I was, I was in the gym working out and there was like me and like five other guys. And there was one girl over in the corner. She was just doing her own thing. And I was like, you know, it's very small, but I think I know there's a little bit of courage that went into that because she's walking into an area that is obviously dominated by males, both probably statistically and just literally in that moment. Mm -hmm. But she's just walking in there and saying, Hey, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do it. And I don't care if anybody looks at me weird and says, why are you over here doing whatever you're doing? I think that's really cool. Like it, it made me kind of stand back for a second and say, it's very small. It, it does it in the grand scheme of things. It may not mean a whole lot, but I bet for her in that moment, I would like to think that it meant a lot to her because she took that first step. She took a step out to be uncomfortable and to mm-hmm. do whatever she was doing, no matter who was watching, no matter how many people were in there, whether there's a hundred people or, or she was the only one. Um, and I, I feel like that's kind of what you're doing right now. You're walking into a very, uh, a field that is dominated by individuals who are different from yourself, but you're saying, Hey, whatever it comes up, whatever, uh, whatever happens in the future, I'm just going to do what I need to do. I'm going to do what I need to do to make myself be successful and your athletes be successful. And I think that can be applied in whatever Mm -hmm. avenues of life, wherever you start, whether you're working at a company and you're the lowest man on the totem pole, or you're the, the CEO at the top, Focus on what you have to do yeah. and don't worry necessarily about what others may think about what you're doing or whether, whether you know, what they may say about what you're doing. Um, being able to just focus on what you need to do is, is really important. And I think you're living proof of that, you know? Yeah. It's funny you said that <laughs> just this week, um, our football team, they were, they were maxing out on several of the big lists. So bench press, squat, power clean. And there was a moment, I think it was on the squat day and you know, we've got guys in here who are squatting like 
500 pounds, like oh, getting close nothing. to 600 pounds. And, <laughs> and it's just like the energy is crazy. And there yeah. it's these big, I mean, college football players, these big dudes. Yeah. And I'm looking around the room and I'm the only female in the room, yeah. but it, it, it's cool because I think I've gotten myself to a place where that's not looked at as weird. Mm-hmm. It's not like, Oh, like what's she doing here? Yeah. You know, it, those guys see me as just another coach yeah. or just another figure who's there in the room with them. And I'm, I'm respected that way. And, but that's not to say that there haven't been times where I felt out of place. And so um, that's definitely been a a way that I've had to learn, like, to push past that mm-hmm. and realize that, you know, in this field, like, I'm never going to be in a room full of females, probably like yeah. that. That's just not the reality. And yeah. so if I want to do well, I've got to be okay with being uncomfortable with that sometimes. Yeah. And um, so then that gives me the opportunity, like I said, with my athletes, you know, to show them you can be confident and you can do things that are a little uncomfortable. And and then not just my athletes, but to, to show other maybe young female strength coaches, like you don't have to settle for just a small job. Like you can run the show. You can work with football guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, when I first got this job, I didn't have a staff yet and I had to run football for the first <laughs> two weeks. So like, and the only experience you have in that is powder puff in high school. I'm pretty sure. Pre- yeah, correct? you're exactly yeah. right. Yeah, that is it. <laughs> and only one year of it at that. At that. So yeah, so it you know, not that it's not a challenge by any means. Yeah. I don't want to paint a picture like it's easy, but it's been a really cool opportunity for me to just set an example for mm-hmm. athletes and young coaches underneath me that it is possible even if it's uncomfortable or maybe seems difficult mm-hmm. at the front end. Yeah. I think the biggest lesson to learn with that is like especially in the context of like working out whether you're obviously a college athlete or not, you're just any other person like me just going to the gym like whatever you're doing um, we're all just trying to get stronger in some way, not necessarily like strength, like not everybody's, you know, exercising to get physically stronger, but whether it's your physical endurance, your physical strength, uh, but also like for you, I mean, uh, or, or any other, you know, let's say you've got that entire football team and some female soccer player walks in, like the fact that she's there, she's just trying to be stronger, both mm-hmm. physically, but also just personally, like walking into a room like that, it's not an easy thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important to remember because, you know, I remember whenever I first, whenever I first uh, started going to the gym on a consistent basis, it was very. I felt like I had to do like I had to like prove myself like right off the bat. I was like, oh, I, I can do this. Like I'm a big strong guy. I can do whatever. And in hindsight, it's like just just go in there and do what you ever have to do. You mm-hmm. know, whatever you need to do. For me at the time, it was just exercising and getting my my feet wet a little bit. And for you know, for you, it may just literally be being in the room with all those football players, just being there and saying, mm-hmm. hey, I belong in a field like this. Uh, for, you know, the North Greenville soccer player, female soccer player that walks in for her, it's just going in there and giving, you know, she, she may not be able to squat 700 pounds. I can't either. Uh, but for her just being there and doing what she needs to do, that really is her being stronger and her proving her, uh, proving that she belongs there, uh, I guess is the best way to put it. And I I think that's really cool because I, I know so many people I've heard so many stories of people that, they want to get into fitness. They want to get into exercising or in some form or fashion, but they just don't, they don't feel like they're allowed to start, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, I'm never going to be like that person or oh, I'm never going to look like this person. But in reality, you don't have to, you just yeah. need to go in there and give it your best effort. Like all you have to do, if you can go in there and give it your best effort, you will be stronger over time, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, personally, whatever it is. Um, the goal is not to be the strongest, you know, you've got the strongest deadlift in the room. The goal is just to be stronger than you were yesterday than you were an hour ago. And that can be physical. That can be, uh, emotional, personal, whatever. Um, and I just, I I think that 
what you just described is, is a, is a living testament of that, you know? Yeah. And I think like going along with what you were saying, like regardless of where you are strength wise or whatever, you know, it, it's, it's all about the progress or the process, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, small steps in the right direction, that's marginal gains like mm-hmm. that. That's what leads you to your desired outcome over time. And with my athletes, of course, like getting stronger and faster, those are all pieces of it. But it's cool too, because I get to also play a role in the mental game and not just in making them mentally tougher, but you know, a big thing I've seen with a lot of my girls is like you just said, they may be, they may not have a lot of weight room experience, or maybe this is an area that's a little uncomfortable for them, but to get them in there, teach them what to do and then see them succeed, Mm -hmm. gives them more confidence overall, which then translates to, to the field or the court or whatever it is they're playing in. Cause at the end of the day, my job is not necessarily to make Olympic weightlifters out of these kids. It's yeah. to make them better at their sport. Yeah. And there's more to more to any sport than just the physical piece of it. Yeah. So I get to kind of train that mental side of things too, in a yeah. sense, which which is fun. And it's like you said, it's getting them to understand like you don't have to be perfect day one or even day ten, but you need to be moving in the right mm-hmm. like steps in the right direction, essentially. Um, it's all you know, I tell them it's all about the process. Like it's not it's not just the outcome. If we only focus on the outcome, then we're going to lose sight of the day-to-day grind. And that's what gets us there. So, yeah. yeah. Well, also part of your job, I mean, you know, I remember growing up, I would always see stuff like, oh, your, your son is, you know, has this percentage of being an NBA player. So make sure you keep him in school. It's like, you know, it's like <laughs> the odds of someone making a career out of this are, are very, very low, but your job is not necessary to like to turn these people all into professional athletes because the odds of that happening just for anybody are very, very low. But part of your job, I think, is just to instill in these people that they they can do what they're doing at like at this very moment, whether it's, you know, it's a new bench press PR or it's, it's you know, a, a new record time on a sprint or something, whatever it is, because that will translate into so many different in so many different fields in their personal lives. I know for me personally, um, I was I was talking about her earlier. I used to work at a Target, and hey, no no shame to Target. I am a when it comes to the great Walmart and Target debate, I am a I'm a staunch Target defender. Uh, so let it be yep, known. Let the I can record agree. Um, <laughs> but I I remember at the time I was like, I just need somebody to take a chance on me. Like I, I just I want something different. I want to do something I'm more passionate about, and I just need someone to take a chance on me. And at Eventually, you know, where I currently work now, they eventually said, hey, we're going to give you an internship, let you try out. And it's led to a lot of great things. And so part of your job is, I believe, to do that. Like when you have someone who may be a freshman, maybe they don't have a whole lot of weight experience, maybe they don't have a lot of experience doing whatever, you know, playing whatever sport they play. The fact that you you look at them and say, hey, you belong in here. Like you may not be the strongest one. You may not, you know, you may fail on rep three when you're going for five, whatever it is. Um the fact that you're willing to look at them and say, Hey, you belong in here. And I, I have the confidence to invest time in you. Mm-hmm. That in my opinion is going to do so much more for these people because the odds of them being professional athletes are very low, but the odds of them taking what you teach them and applying that wherever they go in their life, that's a lot higher. And I think that will stick with them much like it has with the, you know, the coaches you've had over the years, mm-hmm. that's going to stick with them a lot more over time. I would imagine, you know? Yeah. I mean, of course, like, my job on surface level is to make these kids better athletes while they're, they're there at that, mm-hmm. you know, the college or university or whatever, and um, to make them stronger and faster and all these things. But I think, like you said, kind of the, the under the table part of the job that isn't really talked about, but is so powerful is looking at the job as, you know, I have these kids for 
one to four years, depending on when I get the job, when they come in, they may transfer, they may leave. So it's, it's a short period of time. And whenever they leave me, whether it's because they graduate or they transfer or they quit their sport altogether, at some point they, they enter the real world. Mm -hmm. Like, like sports ends at some point. The dreaded real world. Yeah. Even, (laughs) even if let's say they do go pro, you know, at some point it, that ends. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it's not worth, like, my job is not worth it if all I'm doing is making them a better athlete for their four years of college mm-hmm. athletics. It's so much bigger than that because in the weight room, there's so many great values that we can instill in athletes. I mean, the obvious one is I like to try to develop just a love of fitness and a love of just a healthy lifestyle in general because, as we know, that's not a very common thing in America. So, you know, if I can instill just a love of fitness in some capacity within these kids, maybe we can promote a healthier next generation, Mm -hmm. you know, like that kind of thing. Um, so that's part of it. But then also, you know, the, the, the character, there's character things that we can build in there too. Like respect is something we talk about a lot. Um, you know, we're really, really hard on kids about being on time. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're expected to start at, 645 and you show up at 646 you're late just because like you know one day you're gonna have a job and you have to be there on time and you know it's it's little things like that that we take a lot of pride in outside of just developing athletes we want to develop really good humans too because at the end of the day athletics is going to end and if you go on to live a life where you're just not a great human being then i feel like i failed you in a sense Um, so that's a really cool and really rewarding part of my job too. And I think it's where truthfully I can make the most impact that's going to last Mm -hmm. with those kids. Where would you say like guesstimation is like when you really took a a real, I mean, I know you've obviously played basketball for a long time, but where would you say at what point in your life you took a real liking or like you took a real passion towards not necessarily basketball, but just, uh, like just fitness overall, whether it be weights or, uh, that also obviously includes basketball, but just at what point do you remember there being like, oh, I really, I really kind of like this. Like, I, I like this whole thing. Like it's not, you know, when most people think of exercise, they're like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. But for you, it obviously at some point the switch flipped where it's like, I kind of I like this. Like I want to, I want to do this more, you know, when, at what point in life do you think you hit that? If you can even remember back. Yeah, it's, I can remember distinctly and it's actually kind of funny because, um, I mean, I, as you know, played sports from the time I was like five years old. So I was, I always lived a very active lifestyle, but outside of sports, I didn't even really through high school, I didn't really go like work out on my own or do anything like that. It really wasn't until college when we got in the weight room as a team that I realized like, man, like I really enjoy this almost to the point where I enjoyed it more than basketball at that point. Um, but it's funny because, um, there was a very, I think, clear deciding point when that happened. And I, I would say it was probably the summer going into my sophomore year. So after freshman year um, and my freshman year, I was just about the opposite of that. I was the kid who I did not want to work out. I didn't want to, I definitely didn't want to run. Mm-hmm. If you had me run, yeah. I was unhappy about it. And so I, I just didn't enjoy those things. But a lot of it was because I hadn't really had someone really teach me how to do things correctly and really pour into me. But I had that kind of the the second half of my freshman year. And then the summer going into my sophomore year, I had some coaches that really took the time to teach me how to do things correctly. And at that point I started getting really good at it. I was like, man, like I can, I can move some weight and I can run pretty well. And like, this is fun, you know? Yeah. Of course, working out's hard, yeah. but 
I enjoyed it at that point. And that was kind of the point too, where I really, I was like, okay, I could, I could maybe work in this field. I yeah. like it so much. Yeah. Um, so there was definitely a, a, a switch that was flipped probably going into my sophomore year. And it, it all truly had to do with people just pouring into me and putting the time into me. That way I understood how to do things because with anything, if you don't know how to do yeah. it, you're of course not going to be good at it, but you're probably not going to enjoy it yeah. either. Um, so I, I think that was definitely the time period going into sophomore year. Um, that was when there was definitely a shift yeah. for sure. So, and you, you briefly touched on just a minute ago, like it's, it is no secret that, I mean, America is not the only country that suffers from this, uh, but it's no secret that we as humans could probably uh, exercise a little bit more than we do currently uh, at, uh, you know, at large on average, not speaking for every you know single person, but uh, since you obviously have a lot of experience in this field, uh, both as a, you know, an athlete playing basketball, but also now as a coach and, and just as a overall enthusiast, uh, not enthusiast, uh, activist, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you sing the praises of, of exercise. What are like to you, what are, what are your, what are some good tips you would give to anyone that's wanting to start exercising, start working out, whatever. I mean, cause it, I think we could all look in the mirror and say, yeah, we could probably do a little bit more in this area, but it's not, a, it's very simple to say that it's a lot harder to take the first step to do it. As a coach that does this, what would be some simple tips you would give to an everyday individual that wants to start exercising in some in some form or fashion? Because you know you see you see like ultra marathon runners sometimes. It's like, well, I can't do that. Like, I can't run. You know, some of my coworkers are doing a half marathon this weekend. I'm like, bro, I can't run 13 miles. Like, who do you think I am? So like, but you know, uh, there's a there's always a place to start. So what do you what would you say are some good tips for someone that may be looking to start? uh, their fitness journey, whatever that may look like, uh, just as a coach now, what would be some tips that you would give to someone like that? I would say, first of all, something is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people, especially people who maybe don't love working out or who just don't have a lot of experience with it. It, like we were talking about earlier, it can look very intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, and people feel like they've got to jump in and do all this crazy stuff or, you know, these super intense workouts, but that's not necessarily the case. I mean, if we're talking, the most sedentary individual, if you just start walking simple like that, that's a great start. Um, so it, it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be flashy. You know, it can be very basic, but that's kind of the first step I think is just doing something rather than doing nothing at all. Even if it is very simple. Um, the next piece is going to be, you know, how you sustain that. There's a ton of different kinds of exercise, right? It's finding something that you really enjoy yes, um, 100%. because if you don't enjoy it, you're not, you're not going to stick with yeah. it over time. So yeah. some people love to run and they'll go run every single day. And those people are crazy. And <laughs> I, they are, I, I am not one of those people. I, as much as I love fitness, I do not enjoy running yeah, in any yeah. capacity. And so yeah. if you told me the only way for me to be healthy was to go run every single day, I probably well, would just, you know, suffer the consequences yeah. of that one. Yeah. But you know, for me, I love weightlifting. I love it. And within weightlifting, there's a lot of different other categories, but I enjoy that. I genuinely do. And so I, I look forward to getting the opportunity to work out, which then keeps me invested in it longer. So, you know, once you start doing something, if you can then hone in on a specific thing that you really enjoy, then you're going to be invested in it yeah. at that point. Um, and I would say kind of the last thing is, it's just people have to understand that Again, progress doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Too many people they want they want a quick fix, and unfortunately, with fitness, with you know dieting, any of those things, none of those things are going to work immediately. And if they do, they're probably not legit. Yeah. 
Um, so people have to understand that it is going to take time. But once you, if you can, you know, commit to whatever that time frame is, once you start seeing results, then it's it's like it's addictive at that oh, yeah. point, right? You know, you you've seen results, you found something that you enjoy, like then it, it, it's easy at that point. You enjoy yeah. it, and you know, hopefully, maybe you can get some people around you who enjoy the same things. But that's what I would say is just especially finding something you enjoy doing and can look forward to going to do rather than looking at it as another chore. Yeah. And, and I, I want to really highlight that second point that you made. Like I played basketball a lot growing up, but it's, uh, I, I will willfully admit that I was not always the most uh, active person in the world uh, <laughs> for most of my life. But I've, I've really taken a liking a lot more now to going to the gym and exercising. But part of that is not just because I'm like, Oh yeah, I just love exercise. Like it's my favorite thing. But I found the forms of exercise that I like, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I was joking a little bit earlier, but I've actually come to start liking running some, which <laughs> as crazy, if you had told me in high school, like, Hey, one day you might actually kind of like running. I would have said, you are insane. I hate this. I don't want to do yep. this. I want to stop right now. Uh, but I find myself running on the weekend sometime and I'm like, did I just run like three miles? Like, what did I, what, who who <laughs> did am I? Like, what am I doing? You know? <laughs> so it's like, finding the things that you enjoy because then it's it, it goes from something being like oh i have to go to the gym again are you kidding me to oh okay look, look this sounds fun like let's go to like i want to go and challenge myself in this way or oh, i want to go you know for the the ultra marathon it's like yeah let's go run 20 miles like right. I, I like doing that you know i'm not there yet uh, i'll let you know <laughs> if i do get to that point but uh for everybody it's different i, I also really enjoy weight training mm-hmm. uh but there's all different kinds of weight trainings i mean there's uh, there's Olympic lifts, there's machines you can use, there's cables, mm-hmm. there's just the freeway. I mean, there's all kinds of different things. There's strength training, there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's powerlifting, there's strongman, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. And for each person, it's different, you know, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I'm like, uh, there's a lot of people that they really enjoy bodybuilding workouts mm-hmm. and Hey, if that's like, if that's what you love doing, like go do that. Some people, they love, uh, endurance training. They love just seeing how long they can ride a bicycle. Like, okay, yep. if that's what you want to do, then go do it. Like I would rather you do, you're going to stick to that than more than you are. If you, if I, if you had to be forced to do something else you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key because so many people are told if they want to get into exercise, like, Oh, you have to do this. You mm-hmm. have to do this workout. If you don't get up and you know, go do five miles fasted first thing in the morning at 5 a.m., then it's not going to work. It's like, okay, that's not necessarily true. Right. right? If you want to do that and you enjoy it, then go for it. Go if, if that's what works for you, then do it. But there's a lot of, in my opinion, there's a lot of a lot of gray area in this that you can kind of make, uh, make your own lane, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some people, powerlifting is their favorite thing. For some people, you know, doing sprints is their favorite thing. Whatever it is, finding that, that's going to be so much easier to stick to than forcing yourself to do I don't know. You know, some people may not want to do like a bodybuilding workout, but if you force yourself to do that, you're probably not going to stick to it because right. you don't enjoy it. You're going to hate every second of it and you're just going to be thinking about leaving the whole time. You right. know? Um, I think that's really the key because so many people, they, they're told like, oh, you have to do this. When in reality, they don't have to do that. They have, they need to do what works for them. You right. Know? Uh, I, 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 th- I really think that's the, the most important thing in my opinion. You know? No, that's, that's huge. And you know, it's funny because like I, like I said, I love, weightlifting. I love, um, you know, moving heavy weight is just really fun to me, (laughs) but I know because of my, you know, my background and my education that like something that's important for overall health is fitting in some kind of cardio training, which I don't love so much. So my, my athletes, they'll make fun of me sometimes instead of, you know, going out and running a couple miles, I'll, if it's the middle of the day at work and I've got some downtime, 
I'll go walk around campus. And there have been times, there was one day, I accidentally walked like seven miles oh, wow. around campus. I was thinking you were going to say, yeah, I walked like a half mile. No, 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 no. And, and, you know, just plug in a podcast and, yeah. and go to town. But that's something that I found I enjoy. Um, and you, you can get some good cardio out of yeah. that. So that, you know, I'm not a, I'm, you're probably not going to find me in any marathon marathons yeah. anytime soon, but catch okay. me walking seven miles around campus yeah. on accident. Well, definitely no can said, do that. No one said you can't walk a marathon. I mean, you'll that, get, this you'll is get true. This is true. Point. Maybe I could do that. Maybe I could do that. <laughs> you'll, you'll get to the, to the end at some point, you know, uh, yeah, I've, I was talking to my, some of my coworkers that are doing that marathon, or that half marathon this weekend. And they were like, yeah, over the weekend I ran like 13 miles. And I was like. Did you mean Why? to? I was like, did you know where you were? She was like, no, I just kind of started running and just see where I went after that. And I looked down and I went 13 miles. And I was like, bro, Can't I'm, relate. I'm like counting. The, like whenever I'm running, I'm like, bro, it's only been one mile. Are, Are you, you kidding, kidding me? me? Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, hey, if, if that's if that's how you get down, if that's what you want to do, then, then that's. By that's, all means. Yeah, that is your thing. That is your thing. But um, well, cool. Well. First off, thank you so much for doing this. I know it was, it's kind of weird, uh, us, <laughs> you know, the, the, the idea of, of brother and sister interviewing one another. It's, it's a little strange on the surface, I think, but uh, I was really excited about this and I, I really hope you enjoyed it. Before we finish up, I want to ask you some quick questions I have for you. These are okay. all uh, this or that questions. Some of them pertain to what we've been talking about and some of them are totally unrelated. So. Okay. I'm just going to ask them to you and you give me your, your off the top, just off the top of your head, your, you know, yes or no, this or that answer. And I'm genuinely curious to hear about some of these. Okay. So, uh, there's no time limit on this, but All right. I'm curious to see. So first off, squat, bench, or deadlift? Oh, squat. Hot coffee or iced coffee? Uh, it kind of depends on the weather outside. I'm kind of, I'm one of those people, but I, if I had to pick, probably iced. Workout in the morning or in the evening? Morning. Sweet or savory food? Sweet. Sandals with or without socks? Oh, no socks. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Yes, absolutely. Good. Uh, sunrise or sunset? Uh, sunrise. Christmas music before or after Thanksgiving? Only after. That is the <laughs> only correct answer. I, you, our dad has trained us. It, knew, it is not Christmas until Thanksgiving is complete. I knew, I knew the answer to that one. Uh, <laughs> guacamole or salsa? Guac. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Winter or summer? Mm, probably summer. 70s, 80s, or 90s? 90s. Crunchy peanut butter or creamy? Creamy. Staying in or going out? Mm, going out. Adam Sandler or Kevin James? Adam Sandler. And finally, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Oh, I'm having to mentally <laughs> picture this. A horse-sized duck. That's kind of terrifying. Chew on that one for a little bit. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to go with the horse sized duck because there's, there's only one. Yeah. So I think I would feel a little overpowered yeah. by the, what was it? Duck sized yeah, horses. A hundred, a hundred duck sized horses. Yeah. That just seems overwhelming to me. That is, one, that is a big duck though. <laughs> this is know, true. This is very one. true. Yeah. That, mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want you to, I want you to, whenever you go meet your, you know, you, you work with your athletes next, I want you to walk in and say, okay, before we start anything. I need to know everybody's feedback. I have a question. I have a question for everybody and see what they say and and report back to me what they say. say. All right. I can do that. Uh, Okay. Those those are all very random. Uh, I thought it'd be funny to to kind of end out on on some quick little questions there. Uh, But Elizabeth, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest of our time here in Greenville. And uh, who knows when this episode will come out. It'll come out eventually. But I'm looking forward to 
people getting to listen to it and hopefully they they will enjoy it as much as it's uh i've enjoyed sitting here talking to you so thank you so much i really appreciate it yeah this has been awesome yeah well uh of course if anybody wants to you know uh check out what elizabeth is doing or, or you know follow her or anything on, on instagram twitter whatever uh we'll put all uh, all of her you know socials and everything down there in the in the description so um is there anywhere like you know anything for regarding north greenville that people can look up to follow what you all are doing over there um that you know of? we we have a an instagram page that we run it's uh, i don't even know what the handle is yeah. ngu strength maybe and we yeah. we post some stuff on there um just our athletics yeah. page in general on like the online page um that's for all of athletics but yeah. instagram's probably the best spot for strength and conditioning specifically gotcha cool well i will make sure that is in the description of uh this episode and people want to check you out then they can follow you there so yeah come check us out awesome well thank you again for sitting down it has been a a pleasure uh and maybe we'll do this again in the future Who knows? yeah we'll, yeah we'll this. this has been uh, fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've enjoyed this maybe we'll do this again in the future uh but thank you again and uh thank you to everybody that has listened and hope you will check out the next episode yeah 